0: What's up, champs? And welcome back to another episode of Short Shifts, the twice-weekly Amuz bouche keeping you posted between the million-course meal that is the Keeping Carlson mega-show each and every Sunday night. My name is Ben Burnett, and joining me, as always, my pal and yours, Louis Ezekiel. Louis, my friend, how are you doing this fine, fine evening?
1: I am doing all right. You know, we here at Short Shifts are going to be reliably bringing you... Uh, everything you need to be successful at fantasy hockey, uh, unlike trying to ship something through Canada right now, you can count on us every Wednesday and Friday morning uh let's jump right into it here Ben uh and unfortunately, we got to start with some tough news here. This is close to breaking. Um, But we just saw a knee-on-knee collision between Alexander Barkov and Scott Mayfield. Barkov's knee buckles. He was helped off the ice and straight to the locker room and has not yet made a return. Uh what we have seen so far, it was you know unfortunate because we saw kind of the the reunification here of a super top line with Huberdo and Barkov and then Duclair, and they scored right away when the game started, and there was a lot of excitement. Uh this obviously tamps that excitement down a little bit. Huberdo was joined by Reinhardt, Hornquist, and Bennett on the power play afterwards. We're not going to go too deep into this because we don't know the extent of the fallout, but uh, keep your eye on any news. We will certainly update you uh, if there is any fallout for fantasy purposes. Uh, if you are following at Game Day News, part of the Game Day suite of Twitter accounts run by Super Patron Shams, uh, who's just doing an outstanding job, and fellow Red Wings fan too, by the way... Uh, You will be kept up to date on all of the news that you may need uh, to get on that. And we will certainly be talking about it Thursday once the picture emerges a little more clearly. Red Wings fan. um,
0: Is he a Michigan fan as well? Do we know?
1: You know, I don't know about that. We should probably bug him on it. We have had a few Michigan fans added in on the Discord because I've been seeing my little uh, Block M emoji popping up at a, in a few places, so.
0: I hope not for his sake. I actually, Shams, shouts out Shams, a New Brunswicker originally as well, or lived in New Brunswick. Anyway, I think Shams is, is Team BB, not Team LE for that reason. Uh, <laughs> we need to, because it's the year 2020 of our Lord, talk about COVID-19. Unfortunately, once again, this week, of course, the big news is that the Ottawa Senators are off all week because of a, the COVID outbreak that just will not end in Ottawa. I think the pressing question here, Lewis, and actually... Uh, pal shams asked this in the short shifts discord channel which is brand new and features a direct line between our listeners and ourselves uh our our show run tonight has been influenced by the the chat already shams wanted to know who we are holding on to out of the ottawa players i think for me obviously brady kachuk first round pick is staying on my roster uh drake batherson who got mentioned on the keeping carlson mega show sunday sticking around point per game so far Thomas Shabbat has been on a cold streak, but he's too good to drop for me. The line that becomes really interesting, though, for me is Josh Norris, who was the most dropped player on Yahoo today, I noticed, Lewis. Norris has been okay, he's got about 10 points this season but he has not been the breakout star that a lot of folks were suggesting and especially given the fact that his line mate Drake Batherson has been so productive this year uh, i would definitely cut Tim Stutzla or anyone below including Matt Murray or Philip Gustafson Josh Norris i'm probably holding on to in 14 team leagues in 10 or 12 team leagues it probably depends how important my week is how do you feel
1: about that rundown Lewis so i think we should recall that Uh, What Norris will do for you, he's not going to hit on the level of a Brady Kachuk, but he will provide you hits. He will provide you shots. I think if I'm in a categories league or if I'm in a points league that counts enough, you know, puts enough value on shooting and hitting, I think it might be worth hanging in there. Uh, you know, also depends on kind of where you are in the standings. If you are in a position where you need to win now, uh, a, a week of an empty slot on your roster is, is not going to be any assist to you there. So I think it's situation dependent. And I think it a little bit depends on your scoring. Uh, I'm inclined to hold on to him because I like a guy who shoots and I feel like he should get in on a few more of these Batherson, uh, goals that are, you know, taking place. We were talking about that hot streak, but definitely he is, uh, you know, a step below uh, the, the big three that you mentioned was Shabbat just getting monster minutes and Batherson and Kachuk. I am with you on the goalies, and I think anybody else is very much expendable at this point.
0: And unfortunately, that's not where the COVID news ends today. We have two teams dealing with COVID out, uh, COVID-related out absences in tonight's game. Lars Eller is missing action for the Capitals, and Josh Bailey is out for the Islanders uh, that's all we know at this point, and I'm not going to speculate that too deeply, but definitely my ears are peaked a little bit just knowing that we had our first canceled games of the season. I, I was hoping that we wouldn't see it, and I, I still remain optimistic that we won't see it to the extent that we did last year, but just keep your eye on, on those teams. Lewis, uh, where are we going next?
1: All right. Well, we're going to stick with our uh, unfortunate news here. We're going to head over to Montreal and talk about some injuries among Les Habitants. Uh, Hoffman uh, has headed to the IR. Um, He was out for a little while, and now they've got him on IR. So he's going to be out for a little while here. Uh, That certainly will be a downgrade to that Montreal power play. And also, he was playing on that top line. uh, So that's unfortunate. Jake Allen. Uh, had a player flung into him by his own defenseman, Jeff Petrie, to really add insult to injury. Petrie also shot a puck off of Charlie Coyle, I think his face, uh, resulting in a goal. So just kind of, you know, as if Petrie wasn't enough of a disaster. I'm sorry to rub this in, buddy, but this have been some really, you know, just a very humiliating week uh, for, for Ann Arbor's own Jeff Petrie. But he didn't score, though. No, he, he scored a puck on his own oh, goal an Own goal. goal. Oh, face. Oh, when you said scored a goal, I was like, where's the fantasy oh, yeah. points? I, I should I have need been much more them. clear. <laughs> I'm desperate out here for those fantasy points. No, sadly, he will not get an assist for setting up about the, the easiest, you know, in terms of skill goal that Coyle has ever scored. Obviously, he had to sacrifice to get it uh, past the goalie there. You, you know, uh,
0: there's actually a title for that type of goal. It's a, a Charlie Garcoil. Coil. <laughs>
1: delightful uh so alan was out with a concussion it's possible he could be back as soon as saturday so uh you know caden primo was called up he has uh at least as of the time of this recording 24 saves on 26 shots against the rangers uh it's definitely more interesting than sam montembo who was just uh, kind of a disaster in his first game filling in for alan Um, but obviously keep your your ear to the ground here because Allen could be back quite soon, so you're probably only looking at uh, a start or two at the most.
0: I'd say still a bit of a desperation play just based on uh, the Habs' schedule. First of all, they play the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday super heavy games this week, so unless you are in need of goalie starts, you probably can't even fit uh, Caden Primo into your roster, but definitely more interesting than Montembeau, who I, I basically... Yeah, I've been avoiding since his uh, rookie year in Florida. We're going to hop right over to St. Louis next, where the most added player in Yahoo. I think this is a a litmus test, Lewis, between the Sharks and the Casuals. I'm nervous to say that. I don't mean to call anyone out, but... If you are in a league where someone was running to the waiver wire to add Scott Perunovic, you may be playing in two, in a very deep league of fantasy hockey. The most added player, though, and, and I think that that's what's really interesting here, is you have folks who are desperate to get in on something. They they need something from their defense. So they go out and add Perunovic, who has tied for the AHL lead in points with 20 in 12 games played. That's pretty impressive for any Blue sh- uh, blue Liner. And the Blues have had issues losing Tory Krug and Justin Falk over the past few weeks Krug is playing tonight, so there's not a power play one opportunity for Perunovic, which certainly limits his upside. He doesn't do much peripherally. He sounds a lot like the Tory Krug prototype defenseman that we see a lot of now, which is, you know, an offensive upside guy who does not put in the back end stats. Uh, He is practicing on that power play, too, and will probably get some offensive opportunities given the pedigree. Why wouldn't you want to put him in a position to chalk up some points? I'd say he is worth a shot in deep leagues if you need some defensive upside, but probably not much more than a streamer in most spots. Uh, speaking of which, I think when I think of this this level of player, I think of Logan O'Connor, who we mentioned last week, who's still on line one with Rantanen and Landeskog in Colorado in practice today. Similarly, worth a shot in some leagues, but not all. Maybe worth a stream tomorrow if you're looking for somebody to play Wednesday and Friday's two off night games, not too bad for the Avs. Uh, Lewis, I do want to go hop back to Perunovic though g ruski on the kk discord dropped noah dobson after his healthy scratch on monday dobson is back in the lineup tonight replacing the injured ryan pullock and has an assist already would you swap out noah dobson for scott Perunovic, knowing what you do now that dobson is back and that he's not going to miss more time
1: well, I do think that is a bit of, you know, taking advantage of my 2020 hindsight here, you know, knowing that Dobson is in on the assist. Um, I didn't like the scratch, certainly. Uh, and, and you may be right that it was only the injury that got him back in. You know, it's just been tough sledding, I think, for anyone who held on to these Islanders, not to get kind of distracted from the main point here, but, you know, they, if you held them through that long week and then came back and then they got shut out in their one game last week and are just getting mauled by the Panthers here tonight, Uh eh, just kind of a, a grim look for a lot of those players. Getting back to Perunovic, I am very hesitant to make that move sight unseen, um, you know, especially when, you know, uh, unless I was really desperate for D, you know, when Kale Clegg, for instance, came up and was, uh, captaining that, uh, first power play, uh, for LA, you know, that was someone that I was willing to take a risk on just because, you know, it was power play one and I was in bad need of a goalie. Power play two, you know, this is a guy who might end up the night with 15 minutes of ice time. You know, is he really going to be able to accomplish a ton from the blue line in that spot? It's a tough call because certainly if you were just going to drop Dobson and, you know, it's worth a shot to pick this guy up and see what he does. Um, But if you were planning on holding him through, I think maybe that could be a bit of a mistake there just because we don't really know what we're getting into or even how long this might last, especially with Krug being back and reasserting himself on the first power play. So good luck to all the Prunovich grabbers. Obviously, uh one of the most, if not the most added player um but yeah it wasn't one that i was uh rushing off to the waiver wire to pick up i'll be happy to watch and see how he does on someone else's roster
0: lewis i hate to call you out like this you know i do you know i hate to call you out but you are dodging my question like a madman here would you drop noah dobson for scott Brunovich is the question nope okay (laughs) thank you uh wonderful we are going to take a quick commercial break and when we come back we are going to talk about some streaky players. You're listening to Short Shifts. All right, Lewis, we are back, and I want to give you the floor,
1: my friend. Why don't you start us off with our streaks for the evening? All right, so I've got one play a one player hot streak, and then I've got a, a several player cold streak here to discuss <laughs> um you mentioned Logan O'Connor uh, before the commercial break, and Brian and Elon talked about him on the Sunday mega show you know a guy who is finding himself with some very nice deployment somebody that a lot of folks were hoping would maybe capitalize on that deployment but has been putting in yeoman's work despite line two power play two deployment is Nazem Kadri. Uh, He's put up 10 points in the last six games, uh, including 16 shots. Uh, he's still only rostered in 42% of leagues. Maybe it's because the Avs have had pretty weak scheduling up to this point. You know, for the last few weeks, they, they are in week three of three straight weeks of only two games per week. They have a glorious schedule next week, four games, including a Monday, Wednesday, Friday set before going back to back Friday, Saturday. Uh, so if you can afford just the two remaining games this week on Wednesday, Friday, I would definitely consider adding this red hot center.
0: So when you say you would consider adding the Red Hot Center Lewis you're talking about in all formats you'd get him in you know in a in a shallow league or like are you going to be dropping Josh Norris
1: for for Nazem Kadri Ooh, I actually like that quite a bit. I think that I would. So you get two games out of Kadri this week for no games for Josh Norris. I I just really like that he's doing what he's doing with not great deployment. And if he ever gets onto that top power play, I feel like it could be really nice. So yeah, I think I would drop Norris for Kadri if he was available.
0: You mentioned how well he's doing given his deployment. And I guess when I, when I see a player like Nazem Kadri hit a hot streak like this, where there's no uptick in deployment and he's... Thirty-one At this point, we, we see no reason really to think that he's going to like take a massive career step forward. He's pacing for 96 points on the season or whatever. Are you thinking that he's like taking a, a, a long step forward or is this straight up just pure hot streak?
1: Well, I'm actually sort of thinking schedule wise here because I've got a Wednesday, Friday game. I know I'm going to be able to get him in both and that leaves me free to stream him out if I would like for Saturday, Sunday, uh, including potentially picking up Josh Norris, getting him right back if nobody wants to jump on him, you know, while he's dropped. So I think just sort of considering it from a schedule standpoint, yeah, he is probably overachieving. I don't see him as a 90 point guy, but it's not like his line mates are chopped liver on the second line in uh, Colorado, the the top six is pretty formidable,
0: right? But I mean, he's been a forty five, fifty point guy for for several years with similarly. Depl- that's all I'm. I, I guess I'm. That's the reason I ask not not to talk crap on the second line in in Colorado.
1: I, I totally understand what you're saying, but we're also looking at swapping him for someone who we know isn't going to play at all this week and who may be available to be grabbed back over the weekend. I think that's a risk I'm willing to take if I don't get. Josh Norris back. I won't be too sad as long as I'm seeing Kadri, you know, put up two thirds of what he's doing right now. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, and, you know, uh, worst case scenario, I've got another streaming spot up there that I'll be looking for, you know, listening to the Keeping Carlson podcast network to find that next great player. I I would agree with you there. Yeah, I I definitely am interested in Kadri in the short term. I guess I'm just
0: wanting to hedge expectations because I don't see him being like a a 90 point player as his current, yeah, yeah. as his current uh, streak is showing.
1: I think it's always good to clarify, you know, that we're not expecting him to continue at his current pace, <laughs> but still can see him as a valuable piece. All right, we're going to head over to Vancouver next. Uh, sorry, Terry, uh, who was talking about this in the short shifts discord. I will try and be, as I explained, uh quick and merciful, like an executioner, as we talk about the malaise that is plaguing this team right now. Um, We've had a little bit of you know uh, a downswing for Thatcher Demko, allowing six and seven goals in his last two outings. You know, very rough. Obviously, the top line is not what we hoped it would be. So I thought it might be worth digging down a little bit and figuring out what's going on here and, and if there's some value to be had. Uh, one thing that I noticed was that the Canucks were getting the sixth fewest high danger chances for and enduring the seventh most high danger chances against. That is not a good combo. As a result, they have the fourth worst high danger chances for percent in the league in terms of the percentage of high-danger chances that are going in favor of their team. Uh, luckily, the goalies, mostly Demko, are keeping the knocks in these games. Vancouver has the second-highest overall high-danger save percentage at .888. Um, you know, you mentioned too that those high danger chances are, you know, potentially more repeatable that save percentage than some of these other uh goalie stats. So that's good news about Demko. That seems to suggest he's really good. Uh and I know Elon mentioned him as a potential buy low candidate and I can see it in a keeper or a dynasty but I am a little bit worried about the Canucks season kind of possibly just going off the rails a bit here as they underachieve and potentially fall out of playoff contention. By the way, I want to give a shout out to Adam K., a patron who also does the Cuckupful, uh newsletter. He correctly guessed which team I was talking about based only on those high danger uh, save percentage and chances for percentage stats. So well done there. Keep up the great work on the newsletter. It's really fun. Moving along to look at those forwards, though. Uh, The offense in Vancouver has been a huge disappointment. Uh, Pedersen and Besser, especially, are on pace for 46 and 41 points, respectively. Uh, Drilling into their numbers a little bit, Besser's shot rate is fine. He's enduring a real slump in production, thanks in large part to 6% personal even-strength shooting percentage and 2.7% even-strength on-ice shooting percentages. Uh, one thing he does have going for him right now, though, is he's been in on 100% of the goals that have been scored while he's on the ice. So uh, while we may see some increased goals as that shooting percentage normalizes a little bit, it may come with some reduced assists as that participation falls. Uh, Patterson, meanwhile, hasn't managed an even strength goal yet and is seeing his assists per 60 rate drop to a third of what he accomplished last year. Uh, His points participation is pretty low at 40%, so he may be in for some improved assist numbers. Uh, And while this team is shooting below average at 5.2% and even strength plays on the ice, that's double what Besser is seeing. Uh, and finally, the pair are getting almost 80% of their starts in the offensive zone. I don't think their minutes can be any more sheltered than they already are. I think both of these players are going to see some positive regression and could be buy-low candidates, but I'm penciling them in right now for more of a 65-ish point pace uh, rather than the, or, sorry, for 65-ish points rather than the much loftier numbers we hope to see. So you're probably not even buying them low
0: then, eh, at that, at that level?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you'd have to be you'd have to be finding someone who is pretty desperate. You know, you know they say uh when your opponent is drowning, throw them an anvil. <laughs> so, I would be only offering them, you know, something that is is, you know, a 60-ish point player and hope that they are just, you know, they think that this 40 point pace is maybe the new normal.
0: So, 65 point pace for Besser is like almost around average for him. Are, are you thinking that there's a 65, per, 65 point pace for Pedersen, but even worse for Besser. Or do you think that they're both kind of like that? That to me suggests that we're seeing Besser bounce back and and Pedersen bounce back a bit, but not to his same level. Or do you see them both underachieving their usuals?
1: I guess that sixty-five is is a little more aimed at Pedersen here. I just gave him you know a similar one so that I wasn't you know trying to split hairs too much on the pod. But, um, you know, yeah, I think that that, yeah, Besser may be on the lower side of that closer to 60. Um, It it all just sort of depends on how these numbers break. Right. I don't feel super confident about how they're going to go, except that Pedersen will probably participate in a few more goals than he's been getting in on. And Besser, probably a few fewer. All right, Lewis, we have just
0: two more shifts to skate tonight. Uh, We're going to jump back over to St. Louis for a quick second. I need to talk about smooth Rob Thomas and the incredible streak that he's on. Seven assists in his last three. That's not counting tonight's game against the Yotes. One goal and 14 assists now in 14 games played to give him an above point per game pace 14 games into the year. The Blues have been running this really even top nine, all-line scoring really decently. I know your boy, Jordan Kairou, scored on a feed from my uh, my Pavel Bucznievic tonight. Thomas's average time on ice, though, is way up at five 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 and a half minutes higher than it was last year. The issue, though, remains the kid never shoots. All, 1.1 shots per game is what we're seeing out of Robert Thomas. I think he's somebody with, while he's on the hot streak, similar to Kadri, as you mentioned, worth having around. And I'm not holding on to a long leash, and I'm probably not targeting him in bangers leagues or, or anything like that. A very one-dimensional fantasy asset, despite the fact that he's got this, this very uh, exciting start to the season points-wise.
1: Yeah, he's kind of got some of this big, uh, Jakub Voracek energy right now. Like, he'll give you assists and, and maybe not a whole lot else. Uh, I did pick him up for a stream, but the player I dropped was, uh, Oliver Wallstrom, who played like single digit minutes in his last game, and the coach is clearly pissed at him. So, uh, yeah, not, you know, didn't sacrifice a whole lot to get him in. And, uh, like you said, short leech. I would be happy to move on from him, uh, if he is not seeing much production.
0: Yes, I read Andrew Gross, uh, Islanders beat writer who said basically that if Casey Zizekas was healthy yesterday, Wallstrom probably doesn't even play. So he's clearly in the doghouse, but the Islanders do have some injuries. Wallstrom moved up the lineup to the third line tonight, ahead of the Islanders getting absolutely
1: destroyed by
0: the Panthers. Lewis, why don't you give us our last
1: player tonight? All right, well, uh, this is someone I would certainly rather have than Robert Thomas and someone who I've been itching to get on the show for a while now, and that is Jesper Brat. Uh, He is simply on fire and feeling confident, playing on the Devils' second line with Dawson Mercer at center. He recently said he thinks his line can be the first line night in and night out, and with 11 points in the last nine games and uh, 26 shots in that time, it's hard to argue. Uh, his ice time has been a bit all over the place. Uh, he played nearly 18.5 minutes against the Rangers on Sunday, but only 14 on Saturday and 12.5 the two previous games. But he's been as high as 22, so as long as he's staying productive, I suppose I'm not going to be too concerned about that ice time flying around. He's on line 2 with Mercer, which, you know, eh, like line 1B maybe. Uh, and he's on that top power play too, so he's really developing some chemistry uh, with the young rookie with amazing flow and Dawson Mercer. Uh, so those are a couple players that I might take a look at. But if I were picking one or the other, Brat is Brat is the guy to uh, to grab.
0: I agree with you there. Yeah, I would take Brat. Uh, I would probably take Brat over Kadri as well because I have a feeling that if he does pan out, he might be a bit more of a. Of a full season stream, though I'm probably sticking with Kadri for this week only because the scheduling is so disgusting and New Jersey plays only two games Thursday and Saturday.
1: Right, they lost their Tuesday game thanks to this COVID outbreak here. So we are back to talking about COVID. Uh, I feel like I have time worked back to last year. Hopefully, we don't have nearly as much of this because that was not a ton of fun. But you know what was a ton of fun, Ben? Was getting together and having the opportunity to talk hockey with you like we do twice a week. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Please be sure to give us a follow at Short Shifts KK. Uh, Brian and Elon are at Keeping Carlson. Dave Benton of the stream scheme is at nhl stream scheme Uh, if you really enjoy the show please take the time and give us a five star review on apple Podcasts. we love that it helps get our podcast in front of more eyeballs and into more ears Uh, and also please visit the great sites where we research our episodes yahoo frozen tools natural stat trick and cookupful.com our intro and outro music was created by pat roach and until we see you next time play smart and keep your shifts short